Okay, let's begin Parshas Vayakel, Tavshin Ayintes, as we get into uh, heading towards the, the end of Sefer Shmos. And this year, Baruch Hashem, every Parsha gets its own week. We're going to have to double up. We can give uh, special attention to every, every Parsha and uh, give, it its, give it its due. We'll start off, even just uh, not on your sheet, uh, to mention something that I mention uh, every number of years, the Medrash in Parshas Vayakel. The Medrash in the, <coughs> the beginning of Vayakel is one of the sources for learning every Shabbos. Gathering together in groups. The Medrash tells us in the Medrash on Chuma, the Beis Yosef quotes it in Simon Reish Sadi. The Beis the Medrash says, Hayu om, agada, hayu sofa, There is no other parsha in the Torah that has Vayakel, Kehila, gathering at its beginning, Ela Parsha Zubavad. This is it. Vayakel is the only time that starts off, the only parsha that starts off with Moshe gather, getting everybody together. Velama, because this is what Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, raid li kihilos gedolos b'shabes. Go and gather and make big groups on Shabbos. You, Moshe, gather together in groups on Shabbos so that all generations in the future will learn from you to gather in groups on Shabbos. To get together in shuls and in bati medrash, to teach Torah. And that's the medrash uh, that we get together and learn Torah. On Shabbos, about Shabbos, gathering in groups. That's what the Beis Yosef says. Shabbos afternoon. That's the source for the Shabbos afternoon. Shir is right here in the Medrash, the beginning of our parsha. The Medrash doesn't say that you're not allowed to talk about Shabbos during the week, so no specific source for having a shear about the parsha during the week, but it's okay. We uh, will be machmir, and uh, we'll learn together as we have been doing. Good. So the parsha starts off by Yakel Moshe. As called Aspana Yisrael, he gathers everyone together. Eila Hadvarim. These are the things that Hashem commanded, and we start talking about Shabbos. And after Shabbos, we get into the Mishkan, and that's the parsha. That's the parsha, a repeat of the Mishkan. Says Rav Zevin in the Torah of Lamoadim. Source number one. Shnei Dvarim Siva Moshe Yisrael B'Shas Vayakel. What was the content of Moshe's getting them together? As we know, as is discussed, Al HaShabbos V'Al HaMishkan, Kimafurish B'Parsha. A couple of psukim about Shabbos, and then most of the parsha about the Mishkan. Says Rav Zevin. Everything on earth or in the universe, everything is split up into three parts, three aspects. Makom, Zman, Va'adam. Space, time, and people, items, beings, find themselves in space and in time. But Makom, Zman, Va'adam, and Bisvarim, in the, in the Kabbalistic words, it's called Koran Lahem. Olam Shana Nefesh. Olam is space, Shana is time, and Nefesh is the person. Right, we know there are three types of Kedusha in the world. There's Kedusha's Hasman, Kedusha's HaMakom, and Kedusha's HaAdam. Three types also related to these three Kedushos. Says Rav Zevin, right here, Moshe Rabbeinu gathered all Jews together to talk about the Mishkan and to talk about Shabbos. All three sources of these kedushos, of these elements, came together. Olam zemakom. Kol lo shetach mesuyam. Right, olam is a space. Shana zehuzman. Tekufa itid. It's a certain time period. Season. Nefesh adam. 
Hamishkan Mesam Elas HaOlam. The Mishkan symbolizes and is the generator, is what gives power to the world. Hamako. Hashabis Mesam Elas Hazman. Shabbos symbolizes and gives power to the world. Vayakel as called Adas Bnei Yisrael. They all come together right here at the beginning. Uh, one might say, one might say that we finally reached it. Again, obviously, then the Pekute. But we went out of Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf and Maimon Arsinai and we're building the Mishkan and finally now, Moshe Rabbeinu has us all together. We didn't have the Mishkan yet, but we've made it the last stage. We're about to build the Mishkan and Moshe Rabbeinu gathers us together to focus on Adam Makom the entire world and everything in the world isn't just a large amount of small details. It's not how we should look at the world. So you know, there is a koach, a central koach that unifies all of the details. We see a lot of details. We see animals, we see stars, we see ground, we see so many things. But it's really a unified world that Hashem created. And there's a synergistic relationship, give and take, between each aspect of the world. If think about how the sun and the moon and the stars and the clouds, everything gets along. I mean, sometimes there's a bang, sometimes there's, there's lightning, thunder, but generally... Everything in the world exists and coexists. Hu ha'olam, where the whole world works together. Right, some, some point out that any type of system that has ever been created, there's always been glitches. There's never been something that works always. Things break. Things uh, get, get caught. Every system has a glitch. The most, the, uh, the computer system built by the mo- uh, created by the most, the geniuses, Everything has glitches once in a while. The world hasn't had a glitch yet. The world hasn't had a glitch yet. Everything works together. Everything works in harmony. Right? The Madaim call it nature. But we know it's a Kaddish Baruch being Mechadish Bechol Yom Tamid. Because every other natural system doesn't exist forever, eternally, without stopping. The Mishkan, just take the first one, is the symbol. We discussed this a couple of weeks ago. It's the microcosm of the whole world. The Chul, when it continues, the Mishkan gives life to the world in space. Shabbos is the source, is the center of all time. Right? Time is Shabbos. In life, there's Shabbos and there's non-Shabbos. It's not that weekday is natural and then Shabbos is something different and unique. One might say that Shabbos is the natural state of the world. Shabbos is when everything comes back to its source. And we yearn for the day of Yom Shekulo Shabbos. Yom Shekulo Shabbos is going to be Shabbos all the time? Yeah, because that's the goal. Shabbos is the natural state. And the weekday, the weekday is not. Weekday is not. Weekday is just not Shabbos. Right, not Shabbos. Right, you asked this question by many areas of halacha. Tomei and Tahar. What's the natural state? The state of Tahara and not Tahar. Happens to be Tameh. Right, the language that Hashem used in Parshas Noach, Hashem, Inenet Tahara. There's Tahar and not Tahar. Right, the opposite. Right? So every, whenever we have opposites, darkness and light. 
Right? The philosophers talk about is darkness the absence of light or is it a creation? The Ramban says maybe it's usually a birya uh, just the absence except for the where it was actually a creation. But here too, Shabbos is the ultimate state. Therefore, Shabbos gives koach to all the rest of time. All the rest of time. But Gemara Gittin, the Gemara Gittin tells us, We know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's related to the upcoming Shabbos. That's why Wednesday morning after the Yom, the Minag is to add on the next two, li- next two lines of the next parakit to Hillam, L'chun why? Because we're already looking forward toward Shabbos. You can't make Havdalah anymore if somebody missed it. Once it's Wednesday. Tuesday is it. Right? Even in halachic terms. Right? Pre and post. The days before, prepare for Shabbos. And that Shabbos is the secret of all time. Mikdash is the secret of all space. Shabbos is the secret of all time. So one might say, how could there be space today if there's no Mikdash? We don't have a Mikdash today. How could there be space? Okay, maybe before the base of Mikdash was built, so then there wasn't this, this need. But once there's Mikdash, so how could it be? So one might say, well, the source and the center of the Mikdash is still there. Right? Why is there Kedusha still? The Hashras Hashchina that was there is still there. Right? Harabaya still has Kedusha. The Aron and the Luchos, Machlokas in, in the Yerushalmi, but let's assume, the Raman Paskins that way, that it's, it's, it's deep down. Shlomo HaMelech foresaw the base of English would be destroyed, and he built a secret underground compartment. Yeshua HaMelech put the Aron there because he saw the Chorban. So the source of it all is still there. The source of the Mikdash is still there. Just the physical, the Kedushas Mechitzos is not there. But the Kedushas Makom is still there. And therefore, there's still Kedusha in the world of space. And finally, Yisrael. Yisrael, the Am Kadosh, the Or Lagoyim, is the source of all creations and creatures and people. Av Yisrael einam yishim nefradim. Kalachal v'asmo. Elakubam yachad heim kamo yivarim shalaguf. We're all a unit. We're supposed to function as a unit to be an inspiration for the world. Again, if we're not being an inspiration for the world, then we're not fulfilling our task. Again, a halachic context. And therefore, says Rav Zevin, all this put together when Moshe Rabbeinu gathers everybody together, Vayakel, the first time in the Torah that Moshe gathers all of them together, Vayakel Moshe, it is to talk about Shabbos, to talk about the Mishkan, to get all three Kedushos together when Moshe Rabbeinu is going to talk about uh, the important items of creating Kedushas HaMakom and creating Kedushas Hasman. Okay, moving right along. We have in our Parsha, the, we have in our Parsha the, one, of the, one of the only Malachos that appear beferish in the Torah. Only one of the Malachos that appear beferish in the Torah. Lo Savaru Eish Bechomosh Vosechem Biyom HaShabbos. Perak Lamed Hei, Pasich Gimel. The Torah tells us one is not allowed to light a fire in their house on Shabbos. Lo Savaru Eish Bechomosh Vosechem Lamed towards the beginning of the Parsha, third Pasich. Don't light a fire. And the Gemara discusses why is this singled out? Right? Most of the malachas are not singled out. Losase kamalacha. Don't do any malacha. So hotza is mentioned and havara is mentioned. We're going to speak about havara. There is a machlokas tanoim, and we're going to try to figure out what exactly the message is for us. There is a machlokas in the Gemara, machlokas tanoim. Why is it that that lav is singled out? What is it meant to teach me? 
Rav Shechter, in source number two, the Rav Shechter on the Parsha, discusses the Machlokes, and he discusses the Shita, both Shitas. One Shita is Havara Lalav Yatsas. One Shita says, well, Havara, lighting a fire maybe is inferior to all the other Malachas. If I light a fire, it's Lalav Yatsas. It's only a Lav, it's not an Isr Misa. Okay, we don't pass in that way. But we pass like the other Shita, Havara Lachalik Yatsas. Havara is to teach me that just like lighting a fire is a unique separate malacha, so to all the 39 are unique separate malachas. And therefore, if I do 10 malachas at once, 10 different malachas, I didn't know that you're not, I knew, I knew about Shabbos, but I didn't know you're not allowed to plow. I didn't know you're not allowed to clean. I didn't know you're not allowed to cut. I didn't know you're not allowed, to, oh, so I, it's separate averas. And if I do it on, by accident, so I have a carbon chatas for each and every Avera. That's the principle of Havara Lachalik Yatsas. Havara is Lachalik, Benko, Malacha, Malacha. Each Malacha is separated. Uh, we learn out Havara is separated, so so till we learn out all are separated. So let's say I did 39, all 39 Malachas. All 39 Malachas. I knew about Shabbos, but I did each of the 39. And I didn't know, I didn't know any of them were Asr. How many malachas did I do? How many karbanas do I have to bring? 39. If I didn't know about, if I didn't know today was Shabbos, I thought today was Tuesday, that's one mistake, the Gemara says. I only bring one karban. But if I knew about Shabbos, but I didn't know about any of the 39 malachas, so then I am high of 39 karbanas. This is all background. Then the Gemara asks a fascinating question. The Gemara daf ayin amid beis in Shabbos. Rav Shachter quotes this on the, uh, on the top of the next page. What we just say, what the Gemara say, if I knew about Shabbos, but I didn't know about any of the 39 Malachas, so they're from Chayef 39 Karbanas. So what did I know about Shabbos? What did I know about Shabbos? If I didn't know any of the 39 Malachas, I, th- I, di- I didn't realize that Chorez Oreya Kotzer, I thought they were all Mutter. So what did I know about Shabbos? Right? The Gemara says, if I don't know it's Shabbos, I thought it was a different day, that's one mistake. So here, I know about Shabbos, I just don't know about the 39 Malachas. So what, what, what do you know? So maybe we would have answered, you know Shabbos, you know it's a special day. You know it's a Yom Kadosh. Gemara does not suffice for that. The Gemara has to find a halacha that you knew about and that grounds Shabbos in your mind. What is it? Tchumin, says the Gemara, according to Rabbi Akiva. There's one of the Tanam that holds walking outside of the Tchum and Shabbos is an Isidaraisa. Rabbi Akiva. So you knew about that. That's the only thing you knew about Shabbos. So that anchors your Yediyah of Shabbos. If you know about Tchumen, it's not one of the third Malachas. So, but you know, it's, it's, a, it's a Halacha that you know, as long as you know about Tchumen, that's called knowing about Shabbos, and therefore, if you don't know about the other 39, you bring 39 Karbanas. What's the message of this Gemara? Why did the Gemara just say, you know Shabbos, because Shabbos is a holy day. You know Shabbos is a day that everybody gets together and is special. You happen not to know any of the third Malachas. What's the message that the Gemara has to find an example, find some halacha that is the basis? Explains Rav Shachter, because what does Kedusha mean? Kedusha is not something that we might call poreach ba'avir, something ethereal, something that's in the air. Kedusha has to be grounded. Kedusha is always reflected in mitzvos, or isurim even, even more, as we'll see. If one's sole knowledge, line 20, the underlying message of this Gemara is that there is no concept of Kedusha Artilait 
abstract holiness. If one's sole knowledge of the concept of Shabbos is that it is a holy day, endowed with ethereal kedusha, that is tantamount to a complete lack of awareness of the entire concept of Shabbos. Because kedusha has to be grounded. In order to be considered someone who is aware of the kedusha of Shabbos, one must be aware of a practical application of this kedusha. Just as the issue of Truman. Right? If I'm, if I just know about fluff, I don't know, fluff, like, I know Shabbos is a special day. Shabbos is, uh, is good. Shabbos is, is needed. But I don't know what I'm, anything, any halacha of Shabbos, then I don't know about the kedusha of Shabbos. But kedusha of anything is reflected by mitzvahs. And we might add, he says this at the end, but I'll add it in now. And it's not even by mitzvahs. Why did the Gemara say he knew he has to make kiddush? He knew about the mitzvah of Zachar's Yom HaShabbos Lakadsho. Gemara doesn't say that either. It's dafka, something that you're not allowed to do. Because Kedusha means limitations. Kedusha means halachic limitations. I am limited. I am, I recognize that I'm not the Bailam, that I can't do whatever I want. Because if I can do whatever I want, there's no Kedusha. The Gemara says, Eved Behefkeira Nichole. And Eved has less Kedusha, he can do whatever he wants. Marry who he wants, do whatever he wants. The more kadosh one is, that's reflected in Isurim. A Kohen has a certain level of Kedusha. It's reflected by he has more people he's not allowed to marry than a Yisrael. Kedusha's Kohen. Kedusha's Truma is usher for people to eat it. He quotes, Kedusha the Beis HaMikdash. Kedusha's Mikdash. That's reflected by people not being able to go in. The ultimate level of Kedusha, the highest level of Kedusha in space, Kodesh Kadashim, nobody's allowed to go in. Except once a year, maybe. But Kedusha is always reflected in Halachis and Isurim. And he quotes the Mishnahis at the beginning of Mesechas Kalim that talk about the Asar Kedushos of, of Eretz Yisrael, all adding on Isurim. That's how Kedusha is reflected. And that's what you learn from this Gemara, which we think is a technical Halachic that reflects something major. That reflects that Kedusha is always reflected in halachos, in practical mitzvos. That's what Kedusha is. And that's how we discussed a little bit last week. The Chet Egel, right? Getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all the different shatim of the Chet Egel. Right? The way we get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is through mitzvos, is through Kedusha. And then he quotes towards the, uh, towards the bottom also. He quotes... From the from Rav Salvechik, elaborate on this point, explaining the rolling of the Ramah. The Ramah Paskins, as we know, based on Baliatosfus, that women are allowed to say when they do a mitzvah that says are allowed to say the bracha. Right? He commanded us with his mitzvahs and he sanctified us. Aye, that's why the Ramah, that's why uh, uh, Sephardic Psak is that they can't. They can't say mitzvahnu. They weren't mitzvah. How can they say mitzvahnu on his man grama? The answer is because women have full kedusha. Women have full kedusha. Right, that's because doing a mitzvah, a mitzvah saseh, does not reflect a higher level of kedusha. Doing a mitzvah, having an extra mitzvah saseh to do, low saseh's limitations that reflect men and women have the exact same level of kedusha as Yisrael. He quotes that from, from Rav Moshe. Rav Salvechik mentioned that maybe an Evakanani, an Evakanani also has certain Yisurim, but he's also putter from mitzvah saseh as grama, but maybe he wouldn't be able to make a bracha. Not Mefurish and the Rishonim. But because that may be limited. That's what he said at the end also. Uh, what about Kiddush? What about if he knows that he has to daven, carbon musaf? Apparently this knowledge of positive mitzvahs of Shabbos is also insufficient for him to be classified as one who's aware of the Kedusha of Shabbos. Kedusha specifically, Lo Sase. That's what we know from beginning of Parshish Kedoshim. 
Kedoshim to you, Prushim to you. Limitations. Kedusha starts with Surmeira. And then eventually the Aseito, but the Surmeira. Right? Har Sinai, Hagbel Esahar Vikidashto. Right? We have to encircle it. The second there's Kedusha, there's limitations. And it has to be reflected in that. And that's what we learn from Havara, Lachalek Yatsas, and the message of, and the message of Tchum. Okay. So Moshe Rabbeinu gather them, gathers them all together, and he starts commanding them. So cake, um, voluntary donations, all of the additional the special avanim, the He commands everything that has to be made, all of the all of the raw materials. And then towards the end of this discussion. Pasik Chaf, right before Shani, after Moshe Rabbeinu says, this is what uh, you need to do, they left. After this great Vayakel, they left. The Archaim HaKadosh picks up on the last two words of the Pasik. Right, why couldn't the Pasik just end? They left, they left, we know where they were. Right, the pasuk started. The parsha started off by saying, "Vayakal Moshe." Moshe gathered them all in. He told them all of the. He gave them a big shear, and then they left. What do you have to say? And they left. Milifnei Moshe. What are those two words? What are those two words adding? Milifnei Moshe. So, if you look in the Yerachaim, we discussed this a number of years ago. Also, maybe the same thought, but not the Yerachaim. The Yerachaim says in source number five, two ideas. Pirish milafanav. They went from in front of him. Kodem sheyitel lamershus lamon milafanav. Even before he dismissed them. Even before he gave them a shush to leave. Right after he finished talking, they ran out. Vayetsu. The Agam Darminim Biyum, and even though we said in the Gemara, She'ain Rishus Vatamid La'amod Be'lefnei Rabo, Elashi'itin Lo Rishus, and even though usually we assume you're not allowed to leave unless your Rebbe gives you permission, but here Moshe said, told them what to do. Go and do this. Danu Yisrael, B'nei Yisrael assumed, Ki Kishar Malev Kechum Eitchem Truma, V'gomer, Right? It's Ke'ilu. He said, you have to do this. And when he finished talking, they assumed that that was Ke'ilu. It was permission. One possibility. It was as if he gave permission. Oh, Efshar. Or maybe, Avas Hadavar Hashura. They were so excited to do this mitzvah, they couldn't stop themselves. Ava Mekalkeles Hashura. They usually have, you know, normal rules and etiquette, but here, Moshe, we want to build a Mishkan. They were so excited to do it. And because they were excited to do it, they, they couldn't stop themselves. So A, maybe it was Ki'ilu who gave permission. B, maybe they couldn't stop themselves. Ava Sadara Kalkeles Hashura. And number three, Odnira, he says possibly, Shenizkabnu Lahaktim Lobal Yelech Moshe. They wanted to be mocked him because Maybe they were thinking, well, if it's a little too, if we take too long, Moshe's going to do it himself. Right, Moshe's going to do it himself. Sometimes a parent might ask a child to do something. And if the child's, you know, delaying too much, the parent ends up doing it himself. I said I was going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I wanted it to be done now. So the parent just does it anyway because the parent gave the opportunity, but the parent could also do it just as well. So maybe that's what B'nai Yisrael was thinking now. Also, Moshe said, please do it. And they were nervous that if they took too mo- too long, Moshe would do a v'yaktim lahavi kolat zarech mishalo ki ashir gadolaya because Moshe was very rich. Gemara nedarim v'cheshe gadol who ba'asos mitzvah Hashem. Right, he had a tremendous desire to do mitzvahs. Right, there was nobody that had a greater desire 
and Taiba for mitzvahs. Right, remember the Gemara in Sota? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu want to go into Eretz Yisrael so badly? He wanted to do the mitzvahs. He wanted to do the mitzvahs. Nisavu. He had a Taiva. Right, we know in Sefer Dvarim, the Rambam, the Chavetz Chaim picks up on this. Moshe Rabbeinu set aside the Ari Meklat, even though only three. Even though they weren't going to work, be calling until the other three were, were, uh, were set aside. The Rambam writes in Pirish Mishnais and Pirkei Avos, even though it was a Chatzim mitzvah, Moshe Rabbeinu strove to do it. He didn't stop. So Moshe Rabbeinu desired. So B'nai Yisrael knew this. They said, we don't want, we get, we better run. We better do this before Moshe Rabbeinu does it, does it himself. So three ideas by the Arachayim HaKadosh. Maybe they left because they really had permission. Um, maybe they left, um, because they, they, they were in, they loved doing the mitzvahs. Maybe they didn't want Moshe to do it. But it still doesn't answer the question of what's Milafne Moshe. Why, why those two words? That answers, you know, they ran out. Rav Elio Lapian, the Lev Elio, quoted here at source number six, explains what the emphasis is. Milafne Moshe. And he quotes line three. Maybe it's teaching us something. To give a mashal. Give a mashal. If you see somebody who went to a game, you know they have just, they went to a game. You see they went to the game. What they're wearing, how they're acting, what they're talking about. If somebody just went shopping, it's pretty clear, right, what they, what they just did, what they expressed, what they, their mood. Right, we're affected very often by the experiences that we have just been through. Says Elopian, B'nai Yisrael, when they left, it was clear to everyone that they had just been Milifne Moshe. They left from in front of Moshe, but they, they took that experience with Moshe with them. Whoever saw B'nai Yisrael, so to speak, they were all there, so who saw them? But if anybody would have seen them at that moment, they would have realized that they were just in front of Moshe. If you see people outside on the street, you know where they came from. You see somebody drunk walking around, you know where the where they where the bar, where the nearest bar was. So Tova So when it comes on the positive side, so it's even greater. When somebody leaves the base Madrash, when somebody leaves the Chavrusa, it has to be clear what we were just doing. We have to be affected by what we just experienced, by allowing the Torah to shape us. Right after davening, we should be different people than we were going into davening. We have different focus. We just, we just are remembered. Right? Remember, it should be clear to all that we just davened. It should be clear to all that we just learned. Just like it was clear to them when they left Moshe Rabbein. They were, they didn't even sit, they were standing. It was clear to all. It was clear to all. Right, what might say this is the pshat of the Kohen Gadol. Right, Emes Manedar. Right? How beautiful it was clear that he had just been in the Kodesh Kedashim. It was clear. Moshe Rabbeinu, it was clear that he had been in Harsinai. Karan Arpanov. Right? So the greats take it with them. 
So that's what we have to do. We have to take the experience with him. Umalagabenu, and he quotes. He quotes people who have the schus of learning a ben hayeshiva, or even if those of us who are no longer have the schus of, of learning all day, but learning in the morning, learning at night, going to davening, being involved in a ma'isachese, whatever it is, the experience should shape us. And people, the more we learn, the more we should be shaped, and the clearer it should be what we do. Like the Ramam talks about. I didn't give it to you. The Ramam in Hilkos Yisodiyah Torah. The greater we are in our spirituality and our religiosity, the greater achrayas, that is. The greater chance and opportunity for Kiddush Hashem and the opposite. And we have to recognize that. Tzrichim lom de Torah lehishtadel tadir, turning over. Shechein hayen nasach apeneyem. Vahadar svivoseyem v'yiru shekubachot tznua shalahem. Tiyekidoshem shemayim. Every movement that they make, it should be clear. Kiddushim Shemayim, and not Chas V'Shalom, to cause anything the opposite. Then he quotes the Gemara, Yuma Daf Pevav, as we know towards the end of the Masechta. What is the definition of a Kiddush Hashem? One of the definitions mentioned there. V'yahavta Hashem Alokecha, Sheheshem Shemayim, Mis'ahev Al Yadcha. One of the most beautiful lines in all of Shas. What's V'yahavta? Make Hashem loved. Not just love. Through our actions and our life, Make Hashem loved to others. She kore v'shone u'mishamish tamal chacham v'yimaso matano b'nachas mabrios become mabrios omros alav ashrei aviv shalim do Torah ashrei rabo shalim do Torah. Wow, learning Torah must be great. Why are people saying that? Because it's clear that that's where they just came from. Ashrei, right? Praising alav akasav omer, and then he quotes. That is Kiddush Hashem, that is Chil Hashem, and that is what they recognize, what it was clear, what's learned out from the lines of they left Moshe Rabbeinu, and everyone knew what that was about. Okay. Moving right along in our Parsha to the next Pasuk. So what happens? They all left. And where'd they go? They gather together. They have to get the program started. Every person who, literally, whose heart was uplifted. And anyone whose ruach was ready to give. Interesting to think about, not for now. The difference between nisaoli bo and nadva rucho. They brought it all. They brought it all. Uh, those who are... Uh, had the means. What is Asher Nisaolibo, whose heart was uplifted? So Uncle says, Nisaolibo, Vaso Kogvar de Isre Libe. He had a wanting heart. He had a desire. Nisaolibo means you want to do it. You want to do it. You want to take it to the next level. You want to give. If you look in the source number eight, the Benish Chai assumes that Nisaoli Bo means an uplifted heart, a happy heart, a simchadik heart. We feel much lighter when we're in a good mood. Right? We feel our heart is, is raised and uplifted. When somebody has the weight on their shoulders, they have a heavy heart. Even in English we say, with a heavy heart. With a heavy heart, that means we're upset. With a heavy heart, we, we announce. Right, so the Benish Chai says that's what's going on here. The ones who were involved in the Mishkan had Nesias Libo or Besimcha. And that was a crucial ingredient in the Nidvas HaMishkan. Says the Benish Chai, Vine Dalacha Yedid, Kimidas Ha'it Savon, 
First of all, being sad and depressed is not just bad for the soul, it's bad for the body. And it's in our control. It's in our control. Everything, again, it's very hard. It's very hard. Right? Hashem has to command us, It's an avoda. It's not something simple. It's not something natural. Right? In Pirkei Avos, it has to tell us, we've mentioned often. It has to mention, smile. Because it's not natural for us. It's not natural. As human beings, we're krechsing, we're complaining. Just read Sefer Bamidbar. We're no better. Right? Every, every, every parsha, we're complaining about something else. So says the Ben Ishchai. Life's about trying to see beyond that. And recognizing that everything beyond out of our control is from Shamayim. Right? You don't, we don't bang our toe unless Hashem decreed it. There's no gzera. I once saw, I forgot who pointed it out, I saw in a sefer. We have a lot of brachos in the Amidah. We ask for a lot of things. We ask for wisdom. We ask for health. We ask for parnasa. We ask for geula. We ask for a lot of things. We don't ask for simcha. Hashem, please help me be happy. We don't ask for simcha. Why? Because that's up to us. That's up to us. Again, we could daven to ask for some divine help with it, but it's not part of the kavua words. Because parnasa is up to Hashem. Chachma, generally up to Hashem. We have to work hard. Right? No saying, Hashem gives chachma to those who want chachma. Shlomo Melech asked for chachma. He got a lot of chachma. But simcha starts with us. And that's the, the uh, Ben Eshchai here says. It's not nigzar. Even if I did something wrong, I can't wallow in my sins. I have to somehow try to use it as a springboard. And if I have to get punished for it, Right, it's 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 very hard. It's very hard. Worrying. Right? Different people have different personalities. Some people are the ultimate optimists. The ultimate it's gonna be great and amazing and wonderful. Usually in a couple there's one that's like that, and the other one uh that is, you know, I'm not in that category probably. The realist, the one that's always worried, the one that's, and the, and the, and really you can't be mas, the other one can't be masig and understand how the other one is so, you know, optimistic or pessimistic. Hashem makes each one of us differently, but we have to do our best. Whatever our, our makeup inside of us is, that's what we have to do, right? That's what the Bali Muster point out, da'aga, right? Worry have the four of the first five letters of the olive base. Aleph, Gimel, Dalet, Hey. Base is missing, the bitachon. Because if we have proper bitachon, then, then everything would be smooth. Again, it's very hard. It's very hard. But that's what it says here. It says the Ben Eshchai. It's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. One of my Rebbeim once said, how, 
how much energy, how much mental energy do we spend on worrying about things that might happen? Okay, if they happen, at least worry about it then and deal with it then. But we spend so much mental energy on worrying about things that might happen before it happens. And says the Ben Ishchai, that's, that hurts our goof and that hurts our neshama. And that's what's, that, that was not the case to those who were involved in the Mishkan. Because it was just the ones who were in the Solibo. That Lechorah wasn't the rove of people. Rove of people were not involved. It was a select group of individuals working with the Betzalel and Ahaliyav. Vayavo Kalish Asher Nisaolibo. And they brought it. And then he continues in the, uh, at the end, he quotes from the Karliner, the base Aaron, the end of source number nine. Ha'atzvos eina avera v'asimcha eina mitzvah. Being sad is not a sin itself and being happy is not a mitzvah itself. But it's a means to those categories. Ivduas Hashem b'simcha. Right? We do not believe in, what's he saying? To put it in English, the pursuit of happiness. That's not what we believe in. We believe in hopefully being happy and using the happiness to serve Hashem with. Right? Or ain simcha ela lefnei Hashem. That type of simcha, yes. The pursuit, if we define happiness as simcha lefnei Hashem, then that's different. But either way, this is, this is the simcha. Okay. Next. So they gather together. They gather everything together, and then towards the end, uh, as we go towards the uh, the middle, we have Pasik Lamed. Pasik Lamed. Vayor Moshe Bnei Yisrael, Ru'u Kara Hashem B'Shem B'Tzalel B'Nuri Ben Cholam Ante Yehuda. Here is your leader in this area for this project. B'Tzalel Ben Uri Ben Chur Lamate Yehuda. B'Tzalel, the grandson of Chur. The great-grandson of Miriam. As we know, Hor was the son of Miriam who was killed in the, uh, by the Chet Egel. Interesting, the Shem Anatov quotes the Medrash, source number 10. Why do we have to have this whole lineage here? Betzalel, or at least just say Betzalel ben Uri. Why do we, whenever we go more than one generation back, Chazal pick up on it. Because usually, oh, by all the Nesim, it's one generation. Nachshah ben Aminadav. We don't say Ben going back another. Everything is always the father and the son. So why here do we go back? Right? Pinchas ben Allah ben Aaron Akoin. Right? Because I'll pick up on that. Whenever there's a grandfather listed. Korach ben Yisar ben Kahas ben Levi. Right? So it's, 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 uh, it's, because I'll pick up on it. So here, line six. Marol haskir es chur. Ella shebeshash shebikshu Yisrael avod akum. Nasan chur nafshal akadash baruchu. Chur was moser nefesh at the Egel. Velohi nichan, he did not let them he didn't want them to do the Egel. Amdu v'hargu, they killed him. I'm going to pay you back. For your Mesiris Nefesh, I'm going to pay you back. You're going to have amazing descendants. B'tzalel ben Uri ben Chur, l'matei Yehuda. That's why Chur is mentioned, because it was his Mesiris Nefesh that caused the descendants to have such great Chachma and a shame. Ask Hashem Anatov, why did it skip a generation? So Betzalel was supposed to get it. So why didn't it go to Uri? Betzalel ben Uri. So we don't know anything about Uri. Nothing against him, but he's not Betzalel. So why didn't Uri get the privilege and the Chachma that Betzalel did? What's the message? Says the Shemanato V'yitachain, line 17. The And maybe this also connects to what we were just talking about. About the simcha. 
Maybe this connects. We can learn from this. Hashem's time clock is not like our time clock. Hashem is everything recorded. And if Hashem's going to pay something back, it doesn't mean tomorrow. It doesn't even mean next week, next year, or maybe not even in this lifetime. But Hashem has it recorded. And maybe that's the message of skipping a generation. The schar of Chur might not come to his son. He'll never see it. He didn't live to see it. But it's going to happen. And maybe that delay is, you know, what we have to recognize. Sometimes right away. Generations later. Hashem doesn't take away any Hashem has exactly everything recorded, everything uh, in our file cabinet upstairs, and we might not see it, but we have to know. Baruch who's in charge, involved, we might have to wait a generation. Right? The Olam HaEmes, in the Olam HaEmes, Olam Hafachu, as the Gemara says. But we have to recognize that it's all explained there. Right? We just see the back. Right? We see the uh, the back of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Right? Last week's parsha, Fanai Lo Yero. Even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand. Right? How many questions do we know that Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem and he didn't get an answer and he couldn't figure it out? That's it. Right? Fanai Lo Yero. How things work in this world. Right? That's that's what that question symbolizes. And. This parsha teaches us, says the Atov, that sometimes we have to wait, or maybe most of the time we have to wait to see things with to see things with clarity. Okay, two more thoughts. Same pasuk, same pasuk. Interesting. The pasuk says Moshe says to Bnei Yisrael, "Reu kara Hashem b'shem." What does that pasuk mean? Right. The, you could just skip it. And the next pasuk says, Hashem fills him with ruach, tuna, das, to do everything. What is this first pasuk meant to teach us? Moshe says to Bnei Yisrael, see, Hashem called B'Tzalel B'Shem. Right? Like B'Tzal Kel Hayita. Right? What's the message of this pasuk? What's the message of this pasuk? Says the Tosefus Bracha, says the Torah Timima, Rebarcha Levi Epstein. There's a Medrash Pliya. The Medrash says, Medrash Tanhuma, on the Pasik, Kara Hashem Bashem Bitsalal, Zesh Omar Akasov, Venim Sachin Vese Umatzachin Vesechalto, Ben Elokimba Adam, the Pasik that we use by benching. Umatzachin Vesechalto, Ben Elokimba Adam. What is the connection between that Pasik and this Pasik? Kara Hashem Bashem Bitsalal. Bolonisbar and Yonava Kavanasa. F Shalomar. Says it's possible. Sevis Brach is always very creative. F Shalomar. Mishum. Whenever you have a craftsman, when you go somewhere, how do you know whether to trust a certain individual that he's going to do his task, that he's a good workman, that he's going to finish the job? How do I know? Okay, word of mouth. But have the first one know. Have the first person know. To trust the person to do the job. You know how we knew? He saw the diploma on the wall. He saw a haskama of so and so, this 
Chosh of person, use this person. So if I see the haskama, I see the tuda, I see the I see the diploma, then I then I then I could I could be pretty sure and more or at least more sure that it's gonna get the job done. And the more chashuv the bow haskama is, the more sure I could be. Turning over. Who knew Batsala this time? Who knew Batsala? He's going to be the head of this major project. Moshe, you be the head. Aaron, you be the head. No, Batsala. Where did Batsala come from? How did they know? He couldn't like show off his past work. What did Moshe say? Only when a Kodesh Baruch Hu brings a Haskama from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Right? Re'u kara Hashem b'shem. B'tzalel. Hashem is maskim. Hashem is the one that's, that's choosing this. Re'u kara Hashem b'shem b'tzalel. V'yimali osar b'ruch halukim. Now B'nai Yisrael realize he's the one that's going to be in charge. He's the one. What does the Pazik say? V'nim sachein v'seich al tov b'nei halukim v'adam. Once they had Seichel Tov with Elohim. So then Mabela, they had Seichel Tov with Adam as well. So that is the Benim Sachem Seichel Tov, the Medrash Plia that the Sefer's Bracha talks about. Okay, just to end off with one other thought from the Argadalia. I gave you, it's a big piece, I gave you most of it, but um, not all of it. Goliath Shore in his commentary on, uh, commentary on Chumash. Quotes another Medrash, or quotes from the Svarim. Vayakel. Vayakel Moshe is called Asmane Yisrael, Muva Bisvarim Echazal. Shekihilas Moshe Haisa Kapara al Kihilas Aaron. Right, what did we read last week? Vayikal Ha'am al Aaron. They all gathered together on Aaron Akoin. So that wasn't a Vayakel as we started off this week. But there was a Kihila then, there was a Kihila now. The Kihila of the Egel, Kihila of the Mishkan. Right, what's the connection between the two? One is Mechaper, and the other one, how is this Kehillah exactly Mechaper on, on that one? And another question, just to add, and this we've quoted in the past, why is it that we know the Torah juxtaposes Shabbos and the Mishkan? Last week, we had Mishkan and then Shabbos. Right? We had Truman Tetzave, and then we had Vashamru at the end of uh, the first Aliyah last week. This week, we have Shabbos and then the Mishkan. Why the flip in the order? So the Meshachachman discusses it and the Beis HaLevi discusses it past years. So we'll see what the Orgadaya says. What is the connection? This really relates to the first thought that we said tonight, somewhat, from Rav Zevin. What happened at Matan Torah? We were together. We were all by the mountain together. And that is why we were Zochet to Matan Torah, because we were united. And when we were united, the world became united. And we were zochet to the Torah. And we saw how everything in the world fits together as part of the Bria of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ubitzirif kolashishim ribo nefashos mibnei Yisrael. And through all the Jews coming together, misachdim ha'arosh ha'koleos ha'Torah. Right, he quotes the Chazal that every Jew symbolizes another letter in the Torah. When all Jews came together, the Torah came together and was ready to be given. And that's why we were zochet to get the Torah. But it was a state of achdus coming together. And that's why they were zochet to see, whatever that means, see, as much as humanly possible, echad, Hashem echad. Because of that achdus. They were ba'achdus, as much as they could fathom of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
who was the ultimate achdus, Hashem Echad, and it was Zohar to get the Torah. But what happened by the Chet all of a sudden, there was Pirud. All of a sudden, there were different groups. All of a sudden, we lost the Achdus, top left. And they lost the level of Achdus. Right, what does Rashi quote last week? They had desires for many different gods, many different leaders. And they lost that Achdus. They lost it. So Moshe Rabbeinu needed to get them back to that level. So the first thing he does is Vayakel Moshe. He brings them back together. Brings them back together to try to get it back. To try to get back to the level. But it's very hard because, as he says here, we don't have time to read it, by Matan Torah, Hashem comes down from our Sinai, so a lot of it came from above in terms of our recognition. But here we're trying to create it. Here we're trying to create it. So Moshe Rabbeinu gathers us together and he tells us about Shabbos. Because Shabbos is a day that brings us together as well. Shabbos is before the Mishkan. Because we need Shabbos to be able to get back to the level of oneness in order to then be zochet to the Ashrasa and ultimately having the house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Luchos and the Aron inside. But that's why it was flipped. And that is why, uh, that's how the Kehillah of Moshe is to be misogynist with the Kehillah of Aaron. Just to add, he doesn't talk about this, but that could be why by Purim getting into the Adar spirit, right? By, by Purim, Kimu Vakiblu, Kimu Mashakiblu Kfar. They had another Kabbalah Satora by Purim because they all came together, right? Haman says, Yeshno Am, Fuzar Mafurad Bena Amim. And the way that we are Mesakain, so to speak, that reality is Lech Knosis Kola Yehudim, Esther Amalka says, everybody gets back together, everybody gets united to try to get back to that Kabbalah Satora moment. So we should recognize. All coming together only brings good things. Brings the Torah down, brings the world into one synergistic unit. We should be zochet to be able to have that unity. Um, Bimheira of Yamenu.